Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little sports talk as we are talking week three in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing great. All right. Uh, good to have you here. Bill is not with us this week, unfortunately. We do not have the trifecta with with, with us in English. Bill had to bail uh, last second because of a family emergency, uh, which, you know, uh, we're not going to discuss on this pod because that's very private. But uh, either way, we will hopefully Bill will be back next he's week. He's fine and everyone else. He's fine and everyone else is fine, just to be, to be clear. It's just uh, good. Yeah, a yeah, bit of a bumpy day. He's okay. Yeah, a bit of a bumpy day and he couldn't record. So we'll, we'll, we'll catch Bill next week. But with that in mind, a couple of notes for how this podcast might go uh, starting forward. A, I, I'm getting sick of a couple of things like we like some of the things that we do on this podcast like we the three of us well usually the three of us come on here and we try to replicate our version of the vegas super contest right with the with the picking the best five against the spread that we do and whatnot but we record this podcast on the worst possible day of the week to do that and then we never do things like switch up our things last second which we're going to start doing we're going to start saying he these are our five on the podcast but they're not necessarily going to lock in because, like, a prime example last week was you and I were both on New Orleans. And New Orleans all made sense the entire week up until about a half hour before the game when, bang. We found out Jameis Winston had four broken ribs uh, or, yeah. or, or, or back broken or whatever. vertebrae. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alvin Kamara is not going to play. And, oh, by the way, the quarterback doesn't have a back. Basically, for this yeah, game, yeah, he actually fought Bane on Friday at practice. <laughs> exactly. So we're so clearly we would have been like, yeah, we're not gonna do that. And the game that I had slipped out, uh, New Orleans slipped out New Orleans in for because uh, on on Wednesday I said this would be one of my five, but I'm not sure about the injury report. Was the Patriots right? So I could have had a four in one week instead yep. of a three in two weeks. So from now on, check our Twitter accounts. We'll give them out at the end of the podcast, but. I'm going to be, or at least I'll give mine out, because I'm, I'm going to start tweeting out on Sunday mornings if we're swapping stuff out and whatnot, or or if, if stuff comes in the light. But we will give our five I'll out. I'll tell you this. Yeah, because I, I swapped out, because I'm in a contest as well, mm-hmm. uh, where we do, you know, five games against the spread every week. I'm nine and one through two weeks, so it's going okay. Yeah. Uh, my one that I didn't get was I had the Raiders to cover the spread against the Cardinals, which... Ooh, <laughs> that was a heartbreaker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Either, so, I, so I'm that away from being 10 and 0. Either way, uh, some of the ones on this podcast that I've done, I have opted out of. And yeah. so what, once it gets a Sunday morning. So there you go. Yeah, of course. And, and, and we're going to start doing a little something like this. Also, programming note, we are probably going to start recording this pod on Fridays. Because Wednesday is just getting a little bit too brutal for us with our like day-to-day jobs and whatnot. It's getting to be too much of a hassle. And half the time, we don't even pick the Thursday game for the contest picks anyway. Uh, for our, our fatal five, anyway, because it's a silly game to choose. I say that this week, and Bill picked the <laughs> Bill picked the Browns, but as one of his five, because we do have Bill's pick here. But yeah, that's something we're going to start doing from now on, so that our, our our records can hopefully be a little bit better. Because that New Orleans one obviously pissed me off that I was staring there, and I'm like, oh great, <laughs> French, and like this is, Kamara's out, and the quarterback has no back, so. Uh, Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's the programming that we have going forward for this. Now, let's talk week three. And boy, it was fun while it lasted for Amazon, wasn't it, Craig? They had a good one-week run with uh, with, with good games. And uh, here we are, Trubisky 
Brissett, <laughs> Steelers, Browns. Uh, Browns coming off, um, I believe, one of the worst losses in the history of not just the franchise but the league. I think someone pointed out that only two. Could you times... imagine suffering a loss that's one of the worst losses in the history of the Browns? Yeah, <laughs> it's that's it's... a bad loss. Well, I think someone pointed out, and I. I just trying to go with this off the top of my dome. I don't know if this is true, but I'm pretty sure somebody pointed out that only twice in the history of football, a team has lost up to touchdowns with less than two minutes to go. And both times it's been the Cleveland Browns. That is and, like the least shocking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's, 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 it's simultaneously you're shocked and not shocked at the same time. Right. Like I believe the other time, cause I watched the highlights of it. It was like a weird game against the old, like, I think it was in like 2001 against the bears. Uh, like the, the bears did a weird, like they scored a yeah, touchdown. Like, yeah. It was like touchdown with 40 seconds left onside kick touchdown with like, uh, with no seconds left or whatever. And then they walked him off basically. Uh, which is pretty much how it has to go down. It was just so weird, like, that, you know, especially with the Nick Chubb could have gone down at the one-yard line thing, the missed extra point. It, it was just the, the – the I'm sure you got flash, flashbacks when Flacco was heaving a ball down the right sideline to a guy who was open late game going like, what the hell, <laughs> right? It just yeah. – it's, it's, I've, I've noticed that it's better to be up two touchdowns in that situation as opposed to one. Fair. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was that was just – and it was weird. And I don't want to blame Chubb. And, and I realize that this is like the weird – we're in this weird era of, of – it's, it's just so weird that football is the only sport I can think of where the game state can dictate that not scoring points, which is the thing you've been taught to do for your entire life – is the thing you shouldn't do. You should not score points because it's more advantageous to your team. Like there are very so rare situations like in the end. There are very rare situations in the NBA where shooting the ball towards the basket is a bad idea for your team's probabilities to win. Yeah, but it happens way more often in football, obviously. Way more. Yeah, it's ugh, it's so weird. The uh, and and Chubb did it like two years ago in a game against the the Houston Texans, right, where he broke yeah, like a big yeah. ass run and then ran out of bounds at the one and then they kneeled out and lost so he's done it before which is weird so maybe, maybe they just weren't aware of the situation at the time it's just a lot of weird coaching decisions anyway browns steelers not exactly the sexiest matchup steelers look absolutely dreadful the patriots were begging to give that game away uh this line is currently browns minus four it opened up at steelers plus five and a half and the sharps hammered it and it has now moved to a tight uh, Browns minus four. Uh, I think I still kind of want the Steelers because I think the Steelers can, uh, like, as, as dreadful as Trubisky looked, this feels like a, a, a game that Mike Tomlin can can clip the Browns for me and and end up uh, two and one. What do you think? It's that this line opened at three and a half, but it's four and a half at a lot of places now. So money's coming in on Cleveland. Interesting. So, I, uh, it, so it must have got down because it like I saw it open at Steelers plus five and a half. So it must have got bet down, yeah. and now it's back up again. So the sharps have yeah. uh, have got it, a little it, middle it, potential it, it here. Was three and a half at some uh-huh. books in Vegas, but now uh, FanDuel has it four and a half. BetMGM has it four and a half. So it's been weird. Money's been coming in on this one. Uh, I, I I like 
I'm I'm not taking Mr. Trubisky on the road night on a Thursday night. Yeah, I, no. I, I won't do it. Yeah, you know, I think that's I sound it. advice, Craig. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, T.J. Watt's not participating in this game. Like, there's that's that's also a big thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna take the home team on a Thursday here, and that's gonna be it. Yeah, it's absolute stay away from me. If you're one of those compulsive types who just has to gamble, I would. Uh, bet the total, maybe the under. I know if the under is 38, maybe the under is 38 and a half. On, or the, the total is 38 and a half, and I still like the under, Craig. So, oh, you can get man. it. If you go to if you go to win, it's at 38. Not even, mm. So you know, shave a half point off. Still like it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go for the under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, moving to Sunday afternoon. And the Detroit Lions – my beloved Detroit Lions will be taking on Bill's beloved Minnesota Vikings. Unfortunately, he's not here to defend them. Uh, the Lions looked really good against Washington, although they couldn't do that thing that really good teams do, which is put the, uh, which is generate those last couple of first downs in order to put the game away without yep. Washington getting the ball back. Uh, so they were aided a little bit there by Washington. They were definitely aided by Washington missing that extra point, so that it was a nine point game instead of an eight point game. Otherwise, when they got the ball back. Uh, Washington would have had a, the ball back with a chance to tie it, but that 60 seconds left still couldn't do it. Vikings coming off a pretty embarrassing effort against the Eagles, Eagles. on Monday. On Monday, that night. was ugly. That whole like like and there's just so much about it was ugly. It felt like the defensive game plan was absolutely terrible. Just mm-hmm. a terrible game plan. The offense was out of sync for a lot of the game. And then every now and then they had like drives. They looked pretty good for a second. I do think that that game would have been different, at least for the Minnesota offense. Because the thing with that offense is you need play action in order for it to work. And if you're down by two touchdowns, it becomes less likely you're going to do play action. If Irv Smith had just caught that ball on a perfect throw from Cousins and hit him in the hands, and that's probably a touchdown if he catches that ball. Yeah. I think it's a whole. But I still think the Eagles win whether he catches that ball or not because Minnesota can do anything on defense. Like, they had flashes on offense. They couldn't do anything on defense. Yeah. The, the current line on this one is Vikings minus six. This is, I, to me, this is just such a great spot to take the Vikings. Every public person and their brother is going to be on the Detroit Lions. The Lions looked I, really good against Washington. This is a raw, raw spot for them, having looked really good. They're a hype darling right now, and the Vikings. So they look good, and the Vikings could not have looked worse on prime time with the entire world watching. So I, I and and this line is inexplicably high. So the like the yeah, public is going to think, why hey, I because this line is too high. This I is just. Free. I suppose, but I think this is I think that's a trap line where where I think the Vikings just obliterate the Lions like as as the defense is looking okay, but they should be able to shred that secondary the Vikings. I think I think this is a yeah, a, I, I a buy low sell high moment on the Vikings. I don't think anyone's getting stops in this game. Fair. No, so to me, I think this is going to be a close game and I'd like the 6 points at the end, please. I don't know. Uh, the I just... total by the way is... The total's 52 and a half, which is high, but it feels low. <laughs> yeah. I don't and know. I, I, don't can... I don't think anyone's stopping anyone in this football game. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I could just see this. It's just everybody's so low. The public and is the so other, low on the Vikings, and they're so li- high on the on the Lions. And, yeah. and I don't know. That just, it just seems like a classic. We're, we're, no, I, we're... I get what you're saying. 
I get what you're saying. You said, mm. Zig when everyone else zags. I get it. But I yeah. look at it from this perspective as well. Um, I, I, I think that if there's going to be someone who makes a play on defense because they're able to get to the quarterback, you know, force a fumble, whatever it happens to be, I think it's going to be the Lions. A, because the Lions have a better offensive line, they're gonna, and they've held up very well so far this year. Yes. And B, I, I think the like Lions have some guys that can make plays in their front seven. The secondary, well, I shouldn't say front seven, front four. The secondary is a problem, obviously, for Detroit. But I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I think it's going to be close, so I'd rather have the six points on my side. Well, yeah. All right, so we disagree on this one because I'm going to be on the Vikings. Yeah, yeah the Lions are going to be one yeah. of my five, and I know yeah. they're in my brother's five. Well, so wow, yeah. yeah, they are. I'm staring at the Vikings as one of my five. This is funny. This is juicy. I like this. All right, Ravens head to New England to take on the Patriots, a battle of one and one teams. The Ravens, I'm still trying to figure out how they lost that game because they didn't, they didn't turn the ball over. They had one penalty for five yards in the entire game. And this is the team that can supposedly run the ball to dribble out the clock. And none of the Miami team, none of the Don Shula or the Dan Marino Dolphins teams ever put up 28 points in the fourth quarter, Craig. Nope, that honor belongs to Tua Tagovailoa and Mike McDaniel. Madness. Mike Football. McDaniel is Mike McDaniel might be really good at this. Yeah, he uh, scheme wise, he he certainly might be. Also. Yeah. The Miami team Man, that... I put in a suggestion as to how the uh, how the Ravens lost this game. If I were just going to pick something, mm-hmm. uh, so he, here's what I would suggest. Well, not covering uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is one. <laughs> well, J- J- let, hear me out. Jalen yeah. Waddle, eleven catch, hundred and seventy yards and two scores. That was not the best line amongst Dolphins receivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's the second best line. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably not gonna win that day if you're Baltimore. Yeah, that was that was pure madness. They they look like that was a four point game. Yeah, the 2022 Miami Dolphins are channeling the spirit of the 80s Miami Hurricanes, right? And the the 80s Miami Hurricanes and the the early 2000s Miami Hurricanes, where it was just like, what if we were just way faster than everybody everywhere? Right? Like, yeah. What about that? What it's about fun. that? Yeah, it is, it, it it is was, a fun offense, and we'll see. Yeah. They're going to have to do some adjustments and whatnot, but uh, if if Mike McDaniel has figured out an offense where Tagovailoa is going to, uh, you know, yeah, really open it up like this, uh, they're going to uh, they're going to be in a good spot, and he's going to be worth a lot of money as Mike McDaniel. So it looks like a good hire through two games. Uh, as for Baltimore. Uh, wait, are we talking? Yeah, we're talking about Baltimore right now, right? Yeah, this, uh, yeah, Bal- forget, yeah. This I is, this which is, of those two teams were picking. Yeah, it is. We went off on that Miami tangent. Uh, Baltimore minus three in New in New England right now. I I kind of want the Ravens because I think the Patriots are bad. God, I like. Didn't just, the Patriots like almost lose to a Pittsburgh team that isn't very good? Like, isn't that like they like, are? I think like Baltimore. Shit. Like, Baltimore lost a game in Miami against a good team. I think Miami's good. Um, but yeah, I, I still think that Baltimore's better. So give me the Ravens. Boy, um, I was staring at this one hard because Mac Jones and the, this Patriots offense are awful. They were begging to give that game away against the Steelers. Yeah, Trubisky just couldn't take it. The Ravens are obviously coming off whatever the hell that was next Sunday. I'm just staring at Bill Belichick as a home dog. That's the only thing I can't get past, Greg. That's 
Yeah, that's, that's fair. I get that's it. That's it. That's all uh, I got. May I suggest just let's let's think about this. Mm-hmm. When we do the quarterback split screen, where do you want your money? On the Lamar Jackson side <laughs> or the Mac Jones side? That's true. I can just see this being. I a would gross like Lamar Jackson. Where... I could just see this being a gross game, though, where where Bilicek is just yeah. like, let's let's make this a trenches game, and then all of a sudden we're like, and and it's one of those things where like you're watching Red Zone and Scott Hansen hasn't cut to Ravens Patriots in like an hour and a half, and you're like, and then they cut back and it's like Patriots yeah. are in the red zone at, in a three three game, and you're like, oh yeah, that game's still going on, right? <laughs> you know, like I can I can just I can I see that. it being like that, you know. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I still, I, I still am gonna, I still am gonna lean Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I just think they're better. I think Lamar's really good. Like it wasn't Lamar's fault they lost that game. Lamar was twenty-one for twenty-nine for three hundred eighteen and three scores, and then added another seventy-nine on the ground. Or sorry, one eighteen on the ground, including a seventy-nine-yard touchdown run. Feel like the, feel, feel like Lamar deserved to win on Sunday. Yeah, um, sure did. <laughs> yeah, feels like he should have. And it's like, but here's the thing: if you look at the other people who are not Lamar Jackson to carry the ball for for Baltimore, Justice Hill three carries for 16 yards, Kenyon Drake six carries for eight yards, Patrick Ricard one for five, Mike Davis five for four, Mark Andrews had a carry for three yards. Great. Uh, now there may, as we sit here and talk about this on Wednesday night, may have J.K. Dobbins back on Sunday, which will make their running game significantly more dangerous. I would suspect. Yeah, that you, you just you just laid out one of the reasons that I was on the Patriots side though is because one of the reasons we liked Baltimore coming into this season is that we were expecting in, in injury regression. Um, regression meaning they weren't going to be as injured as they were last year, and so far that has not held to be true this season. So there might be some holes that Belichick might be able to pick on here, which is why I was kind of staring yeah, at the Patriots. We're, we're going to see. Yeah, and we'll you know see. we're going to be in a weird years here in the post Brady still with the Czech Patriots era where you're like, Oh, I've got to show respect to the Patriots and that's fine. But are they still deserving of the same level of gambling respect that they would have been in the Brady era? And the answer is probably not. So I'm yeah. not saying that's what you're doing here, but it's just, it's just, it's factoring these things in your brain. So absolutely. Uh, next up, the new Orleans Saints head to Carolina to take on the Panthers, the Saints are favored by three in Carolina. Craig, am I going to have to get kicked in the groin by the Carolina Panthers for a third week in a row? I am. Well, I think that I'm going to be betting on the Panthers, yeah. Oh, I know. You have to take the Panthers here. They've been so bad, though. They've given away games. Yeah. And they're not They're not covering, and they're giving right. them away. God, I may, I, may, I, may I point out to you the way they're giving away games? Uh, losing by three or less... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh? Yeah. That's how these games have been given away, is the Panthers losing by three or less. And if that happens in this particular case, you're not going to lose any money. God, the Saints look bad. But again, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the injuries were... <laughs> they had those last-second injuries. And uh, fr- friggin' uh, Jameis Winston, who's volatile at the best of times, uh, <laughs> was playing with, like cracked back or whatever the hell it was oh my god so bad so bad yeah so this yeah, is a whole hold your, hold your nose and I take want, the panthers I yep i agree 
Houston Texans head into Chicago to take on the Bears, uh, and the Bears are getting the three-point home bump. So they're saying that these two teams are equal on paper, and the Chicago Bears are getting three. I'm here to tell you these two teams are not equal. Uh, hold your nose and take the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith revenge game for me here, Craig. Uh, well, let me tell you something about this particular game. Mm. Is that Scott Hansen? Do not show this game. Yeah, could not agree more. Either of these offenses. What a tragic game this yeah. is. Um, yeah, it's not what you want. Uh, here's and, and look, I get it. the Bears in a rebuilding year and blah blah. I, I get it. I understand all that stuff. And they've got all this dead cap money because they're trying to sort of clear the books out. I, from a team building perspective, I understand what's going on. From a play calling perspective, Justin Fields, seven for eleven for 70 yards in a game where the bears were down by two touchdowns for basically all of it or more or more in some cases. I've heard I that argument, understand. but they were shredding. They, the, they, 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 they were they shredding the Packers on the ground though. I understand that. But if you're the bears, isn't this season the, like the most important thing this season is figuring out. Can Justin Fields do this? Fair. Like, isn't that what you're trying to figure out? Yeah. Like, I think that's what you're looking to do, right? So if you're only going to let him throw the ball 11 times in Lambeau, how, like when you're losing, how are you going to know if he can throw the ball 30 times in Lambeau when you're losing? Like, I thought that's what we're trying to figure out here. So I have no I, – I don't, I don't understand that part of it from a team-building perspective. I agree. And then that that fourth down call where if you're going to do a QB run, like if I never see a shotgun. Yeah, if I never see a QB run and shotgun again, it'll be too soon. It's it's just so bad. And like and he's so big and he's a strong QB, just freaking sneak it. I don't understand why coaches are so afraid of the quarterback sneak. I I don't get it. Because you know who wasn't afraid of it for 20 odd years? Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And how many zillions of first downs did they easily pick up with giant Tom Brady sneaking it for like two yards every time, right? It's just blah. Yeah, I don't don't get it it either. I'm on the Texans plus three and a half though, or plus the three. What do you you think? Same. Yeah. Absolutely. Same. Very much on the Texans. Here's one that's moved a little bit. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading into Indianapolis. This line opened up at Colts plus seven, and the Sharps hammered it at the seven to move it down one point. So now it's Chiefs minus six on the road. The Chiefs getting the extra rest. The Chiefs look really, really good. It's looking like if we get anything other than a Chiefs-Bills AFC uh, championship game, then it'll be a disappointment. The Colts could not have looked more dreadful over the last two games. Uh, Matt Ryan is looking like it might be time to stick a fork in him. But it's only two games in, and Frank Reich's kind of done this before where they start off slow. Um, Matt Ryan is Frank Reich's fifth quarterback in five years. Tough to get a rhythm going with that. They were also missing their two best pass catchers in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That said, they got freaking handled. And now the Chiefs are coming into town, and the Chiefs uh, have history with uh, Gus Bradley-led defenses that they used to uh, shred in the past uh, when he was with the Las Vegas Raiders. 
this just, uh, unfortunately, you're not getting the best of the number anymore. It was at the time, though, a hold your nose and take the Indianapolis Colts getting seven. But at the six, I don't know. I'm still leaning towards the Colts, but you're not getting the best of the number anymore. So for me, this game's a stay away right now. But if you could shop around and find the Colts plus the seven, I think it's a whole. I think it's a hold your nose and take the Colts. Um, but I'm not happy about it. What do you think, Craig? I'll tell you right now that at uh, BetMGM and FanDuel, it's at five and a half. Ugh, um, so the sharps are still coming in on it. Wow. Yeah. They uh, they want they want you to bet. Well, they're they're betting the Colts. Um, Win has it at six and a half. Uh, either way, uh, I, I I think for me, like I'm not touching this game. But if I'm if I'm if I'm thinking it picking somebody, it's Kansas City. Hmm. But I don't like this line. Yeah. The Colts have had a lot of trouble in Jacksonville over the years. Mm-hmm. I think they've lost five in a row. Yeah. Um, I think they're better showed on Sunday, but you literally cannot be worse than they showed on Sunday by, by yeah. virtue of showing up and scoring any points. They'll be better, right? Like, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, next game, Eagles commanders in Washington. Eagles laying six and a half. I can pretty much just repeat all the analysis I had. Uh, for Lions Vikings for this one, Craig, which is the hype is too high on the Eagles. It's too low on the Commanders. It's a divisional game. This is a home dog. Hold your nose and take the Washington Commanders. Eagles are on a short week. No, I'm week. all over it's, Yeah, you got to take the Commanders here. Love Washington this week. Love Washington this week. Um, I, yeah, I... I, that, that this is going to be one of my five. I think Washington's pretty good. Like I, yeah. like I don't think they're good on defense, but they're good enough on offense that you want the six and a half. So give me Washington. Yeah, they're decent. And is Darius Slay going to be playing in this game? Because he was definitely limping around a little bit at the end of. Uh, yeah. I haven't read. He had any, a nice uh, game. Oh, he had a damn good. That was. <laughs> I mean, not, now not one much. of those was, one of those was the, one of the picks was was. Jefferson making a mistake. One of the picks was Cousins making a mistake, but uh, geez, yeah. yeah there were a couple other a, ones uh, that he. There were a couple other ones he had in his hands though too, right? Where it was like he could have had four that day. It, it just you know a couple yep. bounced off his hands and stuff like that. He was freaking everywhere. He was so good. Uh, yep. Yeah. And if you if you wanted to, by the way, uh, a wrap up of the Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn era in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Quandre Diggs, nice player. You know. Uh, Darius Slay, nice player. If those guys were on the Lions right now, I think they'd be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I tweeted during the Monday night game, boy, wouldn't it be great if the Detroit Lions had a shutdown quarterback like, I don't know, a Darius Slay, right? Like, yeah. ah, so bad. Like, yeah, they so gave bad. away two, like, excellent secondary players for mm-hmm. a co- combined third and two-fifths. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, combined, uh, yeah, no bad. It's bad. That that that's bad. But hopefully those days are behind us in Detroit. That's for sure. Um, good lord. Uh, we can pretty much repeat the same analysis for a third game, Greg. The Buffalo Bills are heading into Miami. Bills laying six. Bills look unstoppable. Now here's the thing that I would caution people on because the analysis for me is going to be the same that I just gave you for the Washington Commanders. This is a divisional game. Miami is a good team. This line is too high, and the Dolphins are. Dece, they should not be getting six yeah. at home. They should not be getting six at home. That said, I I, I agree. Finish your thought. Yeah. 
That said, the way this Buffalo Bills team is humming, and I might have to lose money uh, betting against the Bills uh, for one more week before it sinks in with me, this might be one of those rare air special teams. The way they're humming right now, this might be one of those rare air special teams where you just don't bet against them. And that's the fear that I have here, as opposed to betting the Commanders and the Vikings that I mentioned earlier. I agree with that entirely. I agree with that. I'm not doing this game because I just I want nothing to do with betting against Buffalo. My gut when I saw this line was, holy shit, that's way too high. Yeah. Um, but that's um, that. Yeah, it's uh, it's too much. It's just it's too much. The the number of points. So I will be uh, I will be avoiding uh, betting this game. But for starters, the the thing that I'd be concerned about if I was going to bet Miami is you're looking at what they did against Baltimore and think, oh man, this could go really well for, for, for the Bills, or for Miami, rather. Uh, Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill both were absolutely brutalized by this front seven. Yeah. Just, they were just, get, they, there were people in their face the whole time, and I don't know if that's something that, uh, that Tua's going to be able to handle that well. So, I, Buffalo is going to win the game, I think. A uh, couple of questions on Buffalo. The, you, they're, far and away the best team in the league you would say right like and, and we thought that coming in and through two games we have no reason to feel otherwise mm-hmm. yeah is Allen the best player in the league i mean it's he's he's in the conversation for sure he's in the conversation for her like, somebody was i can't remember I, who I, 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 don't, like, I just one of the analysis analysts has been calling him cam elway yeah <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some of, there's definitely a vibe there with the the big Elway arm and the way that he moves around is is, is definitely Newton esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I I think he might have over like not that Mahomes has been bad. I just think that if I wanted one of them to win a game tomorrow, I think I'd be leaning towards Allen. But yeah, uh, and, if, and the Bills can't. Them, the difference between this year and last year is it, the Bills cannot f around that AFC title game. If it is Chiefs Bills, they need to have it be in in Buffalo. It, Orchard, they need. Yeah, that's yeah, got to yeah, be in gotta... Orchard Park. Yeah. If there are no if there are no flaming tables, that is a problem for the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's really looking like the Bills here. <laughs> I just don't know what to say, but yeah. it's tough in football. And here's the thing, like you know, it's week two, but it, it's I I have a hard time thinking about a team that through week two has looked this good that I can remember. Like, oof. yeah, no, they're it's, just it's, yeah, they're 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 devastating. And th- this is a, the two teams they played. One of them won the Super Bowl last year, not bad. The other one was the first seed in the AFC last year, not bad. Now we expected some Titans regression, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the Bills look really good. They, it might it could be the Bills year, man. Could be the Bills year. All right. Uh, next up, Cincinnati Bengals heading to New York to take on the Jets. Jets coming off one of the biggest miracles in the history of football. Good for them. Joe Flacco turned back the clock a little bit. We're not getting the best of the number on this one anymore, Craig. This was going to be one of my five, and I moved off of it. Uh, the Bengals opened up at minus four and a half, and the Sharps came in and hammered it. And now it's at Bengals minus five and a half. I do think this is a good spot to take the Bengals. Because as silly as it's been with the Bengals in the first two weeks and Joe Burrow is back to getting brutalized it pretty much. Although it doesn't really stop, honestly, Burrow getting brutalized. No. Um, I don't think the Jets have the horses and I don't think the Bengals are, are going to go uh, 0-3 to start the season. I think this is one of those proverbial must-wins 
if you will, even though I don't really believe in must-wins uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it's just you're not getting the best in the number anymore, so I can't recommend the Bengals, but I'm also not big on the Jets, even though I'm usually all over a home dog. This is not the one. There's just too many other good home dogs this week to put your money on the Jets. Uh, what say you on this one? Uh, yeah, I think for me it's Jets. Like, it's... Uh... Like okay. I just I can't trust the Bengals right now. I can't do it. Like I, I, again, the Bengals, the, the Jets are going to be one by five, but I'm just not in the mood to trust the Bengals right now. They're going to figure things out, and they've played two teams with like good front sevens to start the year, so maybe things will calm down a little bit once they're not dealing with that type of stuff all the time. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think that, that the Jets uh, the Jets would be the answer here. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Las Vegas Raiders head into Tennessee to take on the Titans, and the Titans are getting 2.5 points at home. The Titans coming off a... This will be a short week for them. They are uh, coming off getting absolutely caved in against the Bills on the Monday Nighter. Um, What did you make of the the, the overlay Monday Nighters? What what was your experience with that? It was kind of weird this week because uh, it didn't matter much this week because the Titans game was over at, like, halftime, right? Yeah. Uh, I I was fine with it. I I thought it was okay. What I think they should probably try to do is... Instead of starting seven fifteen, start like right at seven for the first one, and then maybe start the other one at eight thirty five. You know, just like yeah. leave a little more space. Yeah, yeah, they they gotta they gotta figure that out a little bit. They're definitely time that a little bit better. I get not wanting to have a ten thirty like a, a ten thirty start time like they used to do, where the Chargers would always play the, the right. double game on week one, right? I get them not wanting yep. to do that, but um, I this is the game to me that I was really really. Meh on. This is the only one that I, I for the life of me, Craig, I, I, I could not get juiced about and I could not pick a side. I just, there were so many other games that I just didn't know what I wanted here and I, I couldn't land either way and I just kind of moved on with my life. I don't I don't really know what, what to say about this one. I like one. the Jags. You like? I like the Jags. No, oh, oh, yeah, we're talking about the Jags later. Oh, I'm all over the Jags, baby. We're, oh, talking, about, we're talking about Raiders-Titans sorry, right sorry, now. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you said you said Chargers in your head for the the the, the Monday night game. Excuse me. So right, I was, yeah. I, I started a game. Oh no, we're we're getting sorry. ahead of ourselves. I'm all over yeah. the Jags, baby. Yeah. They're going to be one of my five yeah. <laughs> for sure. No, yeah. I'm the Raiders right. Titans. Right. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know about this game either. It just seems weird. I, I I'm leaning Raiders though. <sighs> I mean, I guess if I if I was one of those compulsive types who had to gamble, I would probably fall back on the adage of just take the home dog, but. Man, the, like Derrick Henry, we were talking about Matt Ryan earlier. Might, you might be sticking a fork in, in Matt Ryan. You might be sticking a fork in Derrick Henry. Looking at these these first two weeks, man, he just they just brutalized him with the with the amount of workload they gave him over these last three four years, and it's looks like it's coming home to and, roost. But maybe maybe it's just early season jitters, and he'll bounce back. Because yeah, obviously might, I would because prefer look, there, that. There are there are guys that can take that amount of workload and they're fine. And they're good for a really long time. We've seen them over the years. They're, they're, they're rare. And a lot of people thought that Henry might be one of those guys. We'll see. Uh, but it doesn't look good through two weeks. That's for sure. No. Uh, one o'clock slate, uh, Scott Hansen game, Texans bears, uh, marquee matchup easily bills. Dolphins, not even close this week. Easily. 
Uh, let's head to the late afternoon games. We jumped the gun on this one a little bit, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are heading into L.A., and the Chargers are laying seven. This is an easy take the Jags. The Jags are good. The Jags are frisky. And you know that Herbert's going to be playing with busted ribs in this game. So, yep. yeah, Jags, yeah, Jags. autoplay, autoplay. I know, auto I know play. the Chargers had 10 days off, but Jags, like the Jags, I, I think the Chargers likely wind up winning the game, but give me the Jags. Yeah, I man, I'm I'm looking like maybe the Jags money line because like there there's a good chance like if if like Herbert's gonna be playing with busted ribs and I'm I'm not prepared to say that he should a not be playing and b might not finish this game, so uh, that sucks for my Justin Herbert futures. I don't know what I was doing betting overs on futures. That's so stupid in this day. And he's the only guy I pretty much bet over on futures with, and he's got cracked ribs so fantastic but yeah jags autoplay uh next game of the four o'clock slate falcons seahawks yeah seahawks laying seahawks short like home it. favorite yep seahawks short home favorite this is a tough one um falcons a little frisky uh what happened happened with what we warned about last week when when the rams were laying that 10 10 points against the uh the falcons is that the rams can't run the ball to protect the giant lead and the Falcons came roaring back and all of a sudden had the ball down five with 40 seconds left and a chance to win the game. Couldn't pull it off, but covered the spread. And isn't that what truly matters at the end of the day? Um, so this is a weird one. I like what the Falcons are doing with this weird run, this like college style run scheme that they're doing. Um, it just sucks that they lost uh, Kyle Pitts for the entire season. I mean, they, they'd be doing a lot better if uh, if they still had him going. <laughs> yeah, if you what's that? There, they'd be doing good. <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> oh, uh, he's actually out there. Yeah, throw uh, just throw him uh, that damn ball. <laughs> if, if, if I have no interest in watching this football game, uh, no. but yeah, if, give me the the Seahawks. I think. Maybe. Uh, they were bad in week two. They were real bad. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this line's where it is because I honestly think this should be a Beckham. So Seahawks getting like a little bit for being it is. It is a pick em right now if you are mm-hmm. betting at Caesars. You're probably right. This is probably like 12th Manny type game where, where maybe the 12th yeah. man rises to the occasion and the Falcons don't get off a lot of that weird stuff that they've like to be doing during the first two couple of weeks and the Seahawks just bring bring home a, a tight victory in a crappy game. So, yeah, you know what? I, I'd probably go with the Seahawks in this one, but this is there's just so many better games to bet on than this one. Uh, this ain't one of them. The Los Angeles Rams are heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, who absolutely thieved one from the Las Vegas Raiders. Some of that had to do with uh, Josh McDaniels being a bit of a dope. Some of it had to do with the refs calling an absolutely unnecessary flag on fourth down that should have ended the game, but didn't. Uh, And then some of it has to do with Max Crosby missing Kyler Murray on a two-point conversion that lasted upwards of 20 seconds. That was an amazing play. Um, Kyler Murray's the best athlete in the NFL, and it's not even close. Well, he's the only one that was a top ten pick in Major League Baseball as well. So I think that's a that's true. That's a do you think yeah. do you do you think the reason he chose football over baseball, which I truly think nobody would actually do, do you think it, for Kyler Murray came down to wait? I have to play every day in Major League Honestly, Baseball. Honestly, I think that. 
I, I, I would suspect it came down to, oh, yeah, if you play baseball, we'll see you in the major leagues in, in three, four years, and you'll be playing yeah. for the Oakland Athletics. Whereas if you play football, you get to be the first pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's you're probably, probably right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's clear that his give a fuck meter is quite low. If if it was anything high, this guy would be unbelievable. But like right now, he's just doing it on pure talent alone. It's it's just it's insane to think about what he can do. It, it's man, those conversions and whatnot. They they were something else. The Rams are laying three and a half on the road. It's a tough one. It's a divisional matchup. I just don't trust Kyler and Cliff. I just don't. So I don't know what to do with this game because I want to bet the Cardinals, but I don't like, I think the Cardinals are the right side, but I don't trust Cliff and Kyle to show up and give a fuck and execute well. And also Sean McVay is quite good. Um, What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think it's the Rams for me. I just, I think they're better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of analysis on this one. All right. Moving along. This one, I'm a little bit more interested in Packers heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. The Bucks short home favorite at minus two. They are also, they'll be without Mike Evans in this game who was suspended one game for the altercation with, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, yet another dust-up between those two. I still like the Bucks as getting the short home favorite. I mean, it, it, it's weird right now with the Bucks. It really is with, with what's going on with Tom Brady. He is. It's weird to say Tom Brady's not looking healthy in some of these press conferences and stuff. He looks gaunt. It's strange considering the, the work this man puts into his body. But he's still Tom Brady. He misses his... his, his, uh, his he, he misses his Gronk in the red zone. He sure does. They're having trouble converting in the red zone. But I think this Bucks defense is legit, and I trust Tom Brady to eventually figure it out. Um, Packers dusted the – pack short week for the Packers, and they dusted the uh, – well, some a short week. They had the Sunday nighter. They dusted the uh, – they dusted the uh, the Chicago Bears on the weekend. And I, I don't know. I'm on the Bucks. I'm on the Bucks minus the two. I think they're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I went back and forth. On it. I just, I think like the Evansless Bucks and the Godwinless Bucks, like that's a that's a problem. Uh, like I lean Tampa Bay, but I don't want it to be in my list of five. Interesting. I'm shocked by that. I thought you'd be more in the Bucks. I really did. I just I, if, if if Mike Evans wasn't suspended, I would be all over the Bucks, but he is. Chris Godwin was playing, yeah, we could talk about that, but he's not. And that offense kind of looked not great against the Saints for a lot of the game, so. Yeah, they've, they've kind of stolen too. I just think this is a game where they, I think this is a, a, a good buy low where they, they bust loose a little bit. People are down on the Packers. This line should be minus three though, right? We're getting a point. We're getting a free point here, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so I, th- I think the Bucks are going to be one of my five. Uh, yeah, and this is probably the marquee matchup. The, the, the four o'clock slate is somewhat doo doo. Although Jag, Jaguars Chargers, I think, is going to be more entertaining than uh, oh, a lot than people think. 
Next up, the San Francisco 49ers head to Denver to take on your Denver Broncos, Craig. And the 49ers uh, lost. Some, the storylines in this one are more interesting off the field than they are on the field. Obviously, Trey Lance out for the season having broken his ankle in, in the one game there. that In the first quarter, there, that was brutal. I just, man, maybe this Trey Lance thing isn't going to happen, and it's not going to be because of any fault of, of, of what's going on. It's just fucking... Vibes are just off on this one. And then there's whatever the hell is going on with your Denver Broncos and, and this coaching situation, Craig. I mean, this is this is brutal. And it is it has gotten so bad. Nathaniel Hackett, I would say, has looked so bad in these first two games that the discourse around him has jumped the shark in week two. Because this is pretty much all anybody can talk about is how weirdly terrible he is at just doing basic stuff to the point where the Broncos fans, some of the best fans in the league, were so pissed off at the delay of game calls that you guys were getting, and I believe you guys are the most heavily penalized team in the yep. league so far, that the crowd is counting down 5-4-3-2-1 as Russell Wilson's coming up to the line with, with great passion and anger at the Broncos. They're they're yeah. they're counting down five four three two one. It it was just so I've never seen anything like that before. It it, it was something else. I uh, speak on it, Craig, since they're your boys. It's just been absolutely brutal to watch. Mm. Absolutely brutal. Like it, it's 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 <laughs> the Texans game was incredibly frustrating. They're making mistakes all over the place. Just the def and the defense bails them out. You have Wilson missing open, wide open guys in the end zone. It's just been really brutal, extremely brutal. So what's up? Yeah, just, what's up it's with been, uh, it's Judy brutal. and what's up with Judy and Sertan? Are they playing in this game? They're maybes. They're maybes for this week. <sighs> okay. Um. God, this is strange. It's, that's that. Those are those are important guys, obviously. Yeah, it's they factoring into why they did practice today. Neither of them yeah. practice today. It's factoring it. I just it's factoring into this. I I, I to this line obviously because the Niners are favored by two in Denver I think if those guys are playing maybe this is closer to a pick'em or something like that it, it's just this should be this line should be I, and again this is not based on any math this should be Broncos getting three so the combination of missing two of your key guys Russell Wilson like the offense sputtering a little bit and Nathaniel Hackett just looking like a corpse as a coach has, in my mind, I have no mathematical evidence to back this up. This is purely Matt Pierce from the heart here. I feel like that in two weeks has has moved this line five points. And and the public and the gamblers, I think not the not the public, but the 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 hardcore gamblers trusting Jimmy G a little bit more than Trey Lance also factors into this line. This line's just so weird to me. I have this game as an absolute stay away. How do you feel vibes wise going into this football game? Uh, I have no idea how to like, because like you think to yourself, all right, maybe they figure some of this stuff out. But like if if Hackett's just going to be overmatched, like if he's not, is he going to take way too much time to make decisions, call plays, like then just it's going to wreck the whole year. So like I want to see it actually look okay, and then we can talk about how I feel going forward. But right now I feel uh, really unsettled. It's it's I it's tough. I don't think we can trust Denver Broncos with our money right now until we until we see something. Is it not fucking weird that like I get the fans booing 
I get the fans booing Russell Wilson because of kind of how it happened, and also when stuff like that happens, I tend to err on the uh, the Jeff Ross uh, rule, which is, is he here? No, then fuck him. But is it not weird that every single member of the Legion of Boom seems to truly hate Russell Wilson and takes great pleasure whenever something bad happens to this guy? Like, I don't they, get they, it. They, I, like, they go out and tweet I don't about get, it. Like, it, maybe, like... For starters, those guys in the Legion of Boom not exactly known as being like super easy long e- easy to get along with individuals. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason Paul Thomas had to retire early. It's because no one wanted him to anywhere near their football team. Yeah. Obviously Richard Sherman, Cam Chan. Like they, they, they had their fights with Pete Carroll. Like it's just I yeah. think they're just hard dudes to get along with. Um but it does, it is it definitely is weird. There has been that thing where they said they blamed him and Pete Carroll for and I mean it, it is Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are the architects of the single biggest blunder in the history of the game the history of the game well they, they, they own that call the play yeah, he still threw it though man like it's still on oh, him yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 but it's bad it, they say once they say this is a pass play, it's no longer on Russell Wilson to say, you know what? No, I'm giving it to Marshawn Lynch. I know, but he still threw the damn pick, though, is the problem, right? Like, it's just, it, it, it still go it still goes on him, and it's just, I mean, obviously they never should have done it, but there, there has been this weird thing, and I have read some stuff where it's like that they blame, the, the reason they went for the throw there instead of the run is because they wanted Russell Wilson to be the MVP of that Super Bowl because he was the golden boy and whatnot, and... Man, if that's true, whew, that explains some of the, the animosity because, damn, uh, we all had to live through a, a another Patriots Super Bowl because of that, uh, which none of us wanted to. Anyway, this is a weird game. I have it as a stay away until we get a little bit more clarity on what's going on with the, with the, the Broncos and the availability to some of their key players. Last game of the day and or of the week, and why, why, why do they do this to us, Craig? Why? I get the names, but why does it have to be like this? Why Cowboys Giants in prime time? You're gonna do the numbers anyway. You don't need these teams. You're still gonna have forty million people or whatever the hell watching these games. Why does it have yeah, to be Giants get... Cowboys? They suck. It would have been, this would have been crappy if Dak think, was playing. If it was, if it was Cowboys and somebody else kind of middle of the road, and, and like you can say, oh, they got a bad break. They they didn't realize Dak was going to be here for Monday Football. Fair enough. We knew the Giants were interesting. We've known that for ever since long yeah. before this schedule was set. So why are the Giants in this game? Ugh. It's just because name recognition alone. That's all it is. It's just I guess. God, man. Like I got it like back when it was like when Eli and and. Romo were at the height of their powers. This game made sense, but like now you're yeah. just doing it on on name recognition alone. I mean, this, the the total is thirty nine and a half. I have no problem with the Cowboys. The Cowboys won a division last year. Like they've got some high profile players. Put the Cowboys in my football. Fine. Like it's like again, the fact that this is Cooper Rush playing quarterback for Dallas, they could never have known. Yeah. Um And like Michael Parsons but, is getting LT comparisons right now, man. That guy is and sure, a great, beast. great. But the but the, the the Giants were never interesting, so I don't understand this. No, I don't get it. But I Bears mean, won. I, I, Bears won Sunday Night Football last week, and the game was what it, it, the exact same. Yeah, it was the exact same scenario, though, right? Where it, it's like the two named franchises in this storied rivalry, right? And it's just 
it's it, 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 yeah. just give us some good games in the prime time. Although this week is kind of not great in terms of games, the slate is kind of doo doo. Uh, Bills Dolphins obviously should be the Sunday nighter. Yeah, but that's I watch that on Monday. Yeah, but that's I'd not watch, that's I'd watch Jags Chargers on Monday over this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a little bit of juice to that one. Uh, that said, Giants are a short home favorite. They're only one and a half. The two and zero New York Giants, who. Um, the, the, the most divisive team, I think, amongst the Sharps were the New York Giants. You had a bunch of Sharp groups saying, no, the Giants are going to be trash, and you got to fade them, and you, they're going to be getting the New York Giants uh, kind of pumped there. And then there were other ones saying, no, I think they're going to be pretty good, and and a few of them picked them, the Giants to maybe win the division on some sleepery picks and then had their over total and, you know, a few of their fun things. A few fun things, but... Um, They've clipped me a couple of times. They clipped me week one there when I had Carolina. This one's weird. I mean, I was on the Dallas Cowboys last week because I was, but that was more me fading the uh, the perception of the Cincinnati Bengals, which turned out to be 100% true. I'm not sure how I feel about this one because the Giants seem to have a little something going here, and I just don't see how the Cowboys actually move the football here. But can, you know, Michael Parsons and the guys make uh, Daniel Jones really uncomfortable and looking like the Daniel Jones that we all know and love? Uh, what do you think, Craig? Giants laying one and a half. I think it's, I think it's the Cowboys. <sighs> I know, See, I, just, I know it just seems weird. I just have a feeling. I just and, and I just I don't trust Daniel Jones. I know I shouldn't trust Cooper Rush, but the Cowboys have better players. I just yeah, Cowboys. And I know it's it's weird, but that's that's how I feel. This is not going to be one of my five. I don't like it at all. No, it's not even going to be close to one of my five. But I I just I'm wondering if this is just us. Should we be getting down on the old? Uh, is this an old axiom? And you just take the short home favorite. I don't know because you're supposed to fade Daniel Jones on the road or on at home. Based on his splits, though, which is strange. Ugh. I don't know. I think I think I, I think I might go against you here and go Giants at home, but I don't feel great about it. I'm gonna need more analysis on this one for sure. Um, I know the Sharps haven't really touched this game. Well, the Sharps I think came in a little bit on the Giants, but those are probably the Sharp groups that are. I mentioned earlier that are a little bit high on, on the Giants. So that's it for discussing week three. All that's left to do is go ahead and give our picks here. Let's do Bill first, who sent me his picks. So this is Bill's fatal five here. He's going with Cleveland minus the four. Uh, it is minus four, right? Where's Cleveland on my sheet here? Can't seem to locate them. Yes, they're the Thursday game. That's why I couldn't look at them. Uh, he's taking Tampa Bay minus the two. So he's with me there. Uh, he wants Tennessee plus the two and a half. Uh, he's going with Detroit. The emotional hedge for Bill, taking uh, Detroit plus the six. And he's laying the three with Chicago against the Houston Texans. Not sure I agree with that one, but it is what it is. Uh, Craig, week three, who you got? Uh, I am going to go with uh, the Houston Texans. going to go against Bill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions to go with him. I'm going with Washington football team. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And give me the Rams. All right. Got to throw in a favorite there. Rams minus three and a half. Um, 
I am going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll join you on that one. I'm going to fade two of you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota as one of my six. Uh, Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Bill as Tampa Bay. So I'm joining each of you on one there. I'm going to take New England plus the three. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take New England plus the three. And I thought long and hard about this one. And to me, it was between Carolina plus the three and Indy plus the seven. And I think because... I think because we have some injury concerns with Indianapolis and also the fact that I can't quit the Carolina Panthers, apparently, I think I'm going to make it Carolina plus the three as my fifth. Uh, but I stared long and hard between that one. It, for me, it was actually the third one because I stared at the commander at the Washington Commanders there too. So it was Carolina, Indy, and the Commanders that I was uh, thinking about there. And ultimately, I'm now settling on Carolina. But like I said... Stay tuned to the, our, our Twitter accounts. Uh, I'm at Empire 6 and uh, I'm going to let you know going forward if we make any changes to our picks in week three because I'm not I'm, I'm sick of just sticking with it when stuff like what happened with the Saints happened uh, last week because that, that was brutal. Um, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher you might happen to be using. Please rate us on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, that'll be it for this week as far as the pod. We don't have anything planned for the other side just yet, so next time you hear us, uh, hopefully Bill will be back and we'll We'll be talking about week four and, and what happened in week three. Uh, and probably look for that to happen next Friday. Oh, well, it's definitely going to happen next Friday because next Wednesday I'm going to see NADPOD, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, which is great. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, see you next time. Talk to you next week. And take care, everybody. See you next time.